Hello, I'm listeners. Face of my city. Co-signed by Diddy. Hard liquor, I'm shitty. This is Hotel Face of My City by Jack Harlow and Lil Baby. And then we'll get into the podcast. No kidding. Wasn't always this pretty. Mm. Run with me, I'm fitting. Fourth quarter, ninth inning. Ain't no way we ain't winning. Back home for a week. Ain't no way we ain't sinning. If she came to stay with me, ain't no way she ain't pretty. Got the eight away hitting. Y'all some internet thugs. Won't come face to face with me. Y'all would hate to play with me. Tell me tug it one time. She a pay to stay skinny. I done been on that road. I done ate some great dinnies. Yeah. And some cracker bro, little brother with me selling jack apparel. She a rich girl, she done had Camaros. Keep it two, keep it Willie Caballero. White boy with a little habanero. I just hit a hundred, I was at a zero. I'm a big boss, you just at a bureau. Hometown hero, tell him at a mural. On the face of my city, co signed by Diddy. All right. Welcome to episode 135 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your getting over a cold host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with the brand new weekend meteorologist and a reporter from KRCR and Fox 20's North States News. Her name is Daisy. I'm going to try and get this right. That's okay. I always hear the accent and I want to get it right. Try it. Daisy Caballero. That is really good. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So I'm here with Daisy. Hello, Daisy, how hello. are you? I'm doing fabulous. Blake, how are you? I'm good. I, I've been better, but I'm yes. good. So yes. yeah, thank you for showing up still. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just so the listeners know, because this is audio only, no video, I have a mask on today. I'm getting over a cold. Yes. So if I don't sound as uh, appealing or all the way here, That's that is okay. why. You sound um, fabulous. But Daisy was nice <laughs> enough to come through still yes. and, and, and do this podcast. Absolutely. So, thank you. I yes, appreciate it. Of course, of course. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to all the Spotify and Apple podcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys very much. And I want to also shout out Black Rose Coffee and Tea and Jersey Mike's for being the podcast sponsors. Thank you guys very much for being the podcast sponsors. And now a word from them. This episode of the Blake Mayfield podcast is brought to you by Black Rose Coffee and Tea. Are you starting a brand new diet and want something organic and delicious? Want to support a locally owned and operated family business? Have you ever tried peanut butter in your coffee? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should try out Black Rose Coffee and Tea. At Black Rose Coffee and Tea, you'll find all sorts of pairings you won't find anywhere else, such as the white chocolate and peanut butter blend called the Ecstasy, organic on-tap kombucha, and the chance to make your furry best friend Instagram famous through their at dogs of Black Rose page. Visit Black Rose Coffee and Tea at 9539 Old Oregon Trail in Redding, California, open seven days a week. Bring the kids, dogs, or whoever you hold near and dear to you, and rethink the way you coffee today. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Jersey Mike's. At Jersey Mike's all March long, they are taking donations to help support local athletes in the Redding area attend the Special Olympics in Orlando, Florida from June 5th to 12th, and they need your help. Wednesday, March 30th is their annual day of giving, where 100% of the profits that day are donated by Jersey Mike's to help support special local athletes in need. Whether you're ordering some lunch, getting dinner through their Jersey Mike's mobile app, or simply want to drop off a cash donation, come down to Jersey Mike's in Redding, California, located at 835 Browning Street in the Trader Joe's Shopping Center. They are accepting donations all March long, and don't forget to get your favorite deli sandwich on March 30th to support your local community. And without further ado, let's get into it. So, again, thank you for coming on. I like to start at the present day and then work backwards with guests. So I want to start present day. I know this is something pretty new for you since Darren Leeds left the station back in January. You became the weekend meteorologist person. Yeah, they basically call me fill-in weather. Not quite a meteorologist because I didn't go to school and get my degree in it. Oh, okay. But forecaster? 
Yeah, forecaster. sure. That's Weekend fair. forecaster. It, it's sunny a lot. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah, like <laughs> it'll be sunny again. Like this is where we're at. Yes. Um, but how did you land the gig? Did you want it? Was it something that they were just like, hey, it'd be more hours? Like how did yeah. the meteorologist role come about? Yeah, so I, what was it? It was probably like two months ago, sometime in January. Um, and the chief meteorologist, Mike Kruger, um, he came up to me um, and I was in Carrie's office or they were both, we were both in Carrie's office. And she just said, um, hey, Daisy, you know, Mike and I kind of want to talk to you. Would you potentially be interested in filling in for weather? Is that something you might be interested in, might want to do? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Being able to expand, um, like, what I can do in the news world, I was like, yeah, I'm up for the challenge. I know it's definitely going to be different, and it definitely has and we can talk more about that um but yeah they basically said hey like think about it let us know and I think a week and a half later they started training me I trained for around three weeks um and Darren trained me and he's so awesome um literally like he's the best teacher he was so patient with me answered all of my questions because I ask so many questions I'm a very curious person it's um, a good thing though yeah that's a good thing right yeah. right yeah and so um so yeah I just asked a million questions and um like yeah Darren was was amazing and it was definitely a process um I didn't get it right off the bat it was a lot of trial and error, and but I feel like that's how you learn. That's what kind of life is supposed to be like. Right. Um, throws you curveballs, and, you know, you got to figure it out, and you got to be on your toes. And, I mean, I'm here now. I think this is going to be my third or fourth weekend straight doing the weather. Okay. It's a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Does the schedule change for you? Like, were you Monday through Friday, or were you, like, a Wednesday through Sunday? Like, Lake. Yes. So, for <laughs> right around a year and a half. Um, so, I've been with KRCR uh, in January of 2020, so a little bit more than two years. Okay. Um, and for right around two years, um, I was, what was my schedule? Tuesday through Saturday. And I only had Sunday and Monday off. Um, and then for around probably like a month and a half, I was changed back to Monday through Friday. So I got my weekends back, which I was super happy about. Nice. Because um, I definitely miss my weekends. Um, and then they asked me if I wanted to do this. And I'm like, you know what? Yes. And they said, okay, well, just to let you know, you're going to be obviously filling in for a weekend. So your weekends are going to be taken away. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, I suppose, you know. Um, and then my schedule changed. Now it's, what is my schedule? It is Thursday through Tuesday. So I have Wednesday. No, yes, Wednesday and Thursday off. Oh, no, so Friday, Friday through. I'm sorry. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Friday. Friday yeah. through Tuesday. Okay. Um. So that's my schedule now. So interesting it is what it is yeah it is what it is at least you get two days off still in a row <laughs> yes, that's very absolutely. beneficial i'm sure for yes. like rest and stuff yes 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 um because i do understand i've spoken to some um pas and sometimes they don't get days off like back to back is that true so for me i i think i've always gotten back to back days okay. off okay. Uh, especially doing daybreak saturday and sunday i'm off because there's no daybreak show right. on the right. weekends but Trust me, those 3 a.m.s, five days a week, like, it's rough. Like, I can only imagine. Yeah. I filled in for uh, when we covered the fires. Uh, I think it was the Fawn Fire. 
um, Carrie asked me to, our news director, Carrie Loring, um, she asked me to come and help out in the mornings, and I did fill in, and man, was it brutal. Yeah. So the fact that you do that yes. every day, I mean, five days a week, it's crazy. So it, it takes a toll to on, the, on the body, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, you got to definitely take care of yourself to do that kind of shift. Like, yeah. And it's crazier for even, like, someone like Nazi, the anchor, or, mm-hmm. or Mike Kruger. They're up mm-hmm. at, like, 12 a.m., 1 a.m. Like, they get up at yes. 1 a.m. Like, that yes. is insane to me. And you have know? the energy and, you know, want to deliver whatever, right. you know, the news or the weather. So, yeah. props to all of you guys. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. it it's definitely uh, the most uh, earliest I've been up for a job before. Yeah. So, consistently. But okay. you get used to it. I like the mornings. I like being up before a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like it just has some weird, like, advantage or something right. in a way, you know? What does the sleeping schedule look like for people on Daybreak or for so, you? So, Monday through, well, basically Sunday evening through Thursday evening, I'm in bed by, like, 7 p.m., 7.30. Okay. Like, it's super, super duper early. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you get up at 3 and it's not too bad. The day, the night's not sucker when you're up at, like, 12.30, thinking it's 3 a.m. And you're having, like, an anxiety attack. And <laughs> oh you're like, no. I'm going to be late for work. And then you're like, it's 12.52 a.m. Or, you know, some yeah. random. It's 1.23 a.m. Oh and it's like, gosh. oh, my God. Like, it's just a lot. But, you know, it is oh, what it is. I, I've gotten more used to it over the last couple months. Okay. So, you know, it, it's it's cool. Yeah. But I definitely prefer working uh, nights, but they need people on daybreak, so it is yes, what it is, awesome. you know. It, it's not for player. everybody. It's not for everyone. You know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like um, with Nazi joining, I feel like she is such a light to daybreak yes. is what I've been hearing. She's yes. a great woman, a great journalist, a great anchor, just a great person in general. So the fact that you guys get her in the morning not going to lie, I'm very jealous. Very jealous. But. Yeah. I mean, you get like Sade Brown, Dylan Brown, you yeah. get Mike okay, and Tamara. Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you guys get four different. We get our know, fair share. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But no, Nazi is great, and shout to her. She's awesome. Shout out Nazi. Awesome person. I want to ask you uh-huh. about this. Let's go backwards now. So you okay. said that you got hired. Um, I think your profile, I was looking into your stuff because yes. I try to do my research as as a, you know, I guess, wannabe journalist, I guess. Love it. Yeah, um, you are. December 2019. Is that not when you got hired or did you not like start till January 2020? So I got hired in December of 2019. Uh, that was also when I graduated. Um, but yes, I didn't start my gig here. My very first day was January 12th of 2020. Okay. Right before the pandemic. Gotcha. Yes. So was that hectic at all? Hiring or getting hired two months before global pandemic. And then like, I don't know how everything was cause I wasn't at the station, but right. I guess like they were anchoring shows from their house and like, like <sighs> Mike Kruger's doing the weather from his house at 5am yes. and stuff like, yes. so what was that like being a brand new reporter? I know they try to push the new reporter a lot, like on the Prime shows. I noticed that a lot. Talk to Anwar about yes. that. Talk to Sam about that. Yes. The new guy always gets pushed, or new person gets pushed nighttime. Mm-hmm. So what's the role for Daisy in March, April, May 2020 when you're brand new, you're the newest person, Ooh. and it's COVID, and you can't come into the station, and there's layoffs, and there's all sorts of stuff. Yes. What was that like? So it was definitely um, a whirlwind of emotions of what is going on? Because, I mean, obviously no one really knew um, what COVID was really, I feel like, until February or March. Well, here, I mean, in the United States, obviously we knew it was, you know, overseas and whatnot. Um, right. And, you know, we always thought, 
or I, I remember, you know, the other reporters that were there at the time, you know, it's overseas, it's it's not going to get to us. And then everyone's like, oh, you know, it, it might. Um, and then we started hearing more about it. And then the first case of COVID, um, I don't I don't even remember where it was. Humboldt County. Really? First one. And, well, I, I think in California. United in California. States, I, I don't know. United States, it was somewhere. I, I don't know where. But, yes. yeah, the first in California was actually Humboldt. Oh, Compared to, like, you'd think it'd be Orange County or something. Yes. But yeah. Humboldt County, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, there was a lot of unknowns. and um, But for me, I guess my personal experience, um, it was, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, being uh, brand new to this business, you know, graduating right out of college. Um, I also never interned uh, oh, at wow. a news station. So getting this job and going into the, you know, the studio and the newsroom and being in the newsroom environment, that was the first for me. So it was a little overwhelming at first because there's just so much going on. Um, you know, so many conversations like, okay, what's your story? This and that. They're breaking news. The scanner's going off. You know, you're trying to give updates to your management, Ashley uh, Gardner, for us. Um, and so all that changed because we all had to switch to working from home, um, which at the time... I was not super happy about. I'm sure. Because I'm like, okay, well, I just got this job and, you know, I started getting barely comfortable um, probably I'd say honestly in February and then March happened and it's like, all right, another change. And then, you know, everyone had to report from home. I think we reported like only Zoom interviews, Skype interviews from our home. We did not leave for around two weeks. And then- So it was it was hectic. It was like again another learning curve. Right. Um so it was yeah, it was stressful. Um but yes, I know Mike Kruger was doing weather from his home. Also Jessica Birch did that as well. But it was kind of cool seeing how innovative people can get um with like their TV screens in the background, all that stuff. Um But yeah, it was it was a lot of unknowns and a lot of probably frustration frustrating days because of internet and stuff like that too like we don't I didn't really understand that either um you know working from home we don't have the internet that we have at the station we don't have the VPN and for us to connect um from home as well so it was like this whole new like uh, like a world basically a world and like technology issues were like left and right and it was I mean I'm sure a lot of the reporters um that would listen to this that we're working during the or at the start of the pandemic. It was, it was quite a moment. Yeah, it's quite a moment to be a journalist. I'm but I'm sure. happy. But I'm very very happy. I feel like this whole pandemic has really just changed a lot of perspective for me. Um, and I feel like now more than ever. And I know not everyone believes it, but um, news was is is such a big you know thing um where people get all of their information and um I mean I had we we all had a big role during the time getting the facts right knowing who to talk to um coverage you can count on like yeah (laughs) coverage again the north states news yes yes um so but yeah it was it was a lot um but I'm I feel like I would have not want my journalism career to start any other way um but yeah, I feel like these last two years have really shaped who I am as a person, who I am as a journalist, um, and kind of also taught me, yeah, like everything can change with like a snap, yeah, a snap of a finger. 
because you come from Oregon, you yes. are uh, a duck, uh, alum. A duck. So yeah, and then I saw that you did a lot of like producing, even anchoring and stuff for like a, yes. a news show there, right? Yes. Or not a news show, but a, a, like, student, a, like a student show. Student show, yeah. Okay. A student. Um. So yeah, I did. Um. I was a part of um, Duck TV, which is a student uh, ran like broadcasting group. Um. And I didn't quite get involved until I think my second semester Um, because, I mean, the first term or semester term, I don't even remember what what it was. Um, Whatever they call it. Whatever they call it. Whatever they call it, you know. (laughs) Um, But it, um, but yeah, it, it was kind of super overwhelming also, you know, getting into, um, what do you call it? Like the groove of of college and living on your own and you know knowing what to do and and where to go and you know the campus is huge and so um, I didn't really join the group until the second term um, but I felt super at home I felt like there were so many hungry people hungry journalists that wanted to just learn and I wanted to be a part of that. And so I did. And I, I did that for the remainder of my college career, um, which I was there for, I think, a little over two and a half years, three years. Okay. So, yeah. So you got there 2016? 20. So I graduated high school in 2016. My math might be wrong. 2016, um, I went to community college. I got my, you know, general eds. Um, I graduated uh, my with my AAOT my transfer degree in one year instead of two years because I, I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't want to waste time. I didn't want to waste money. Yeah, all that's that a big one. Because expensive. Right, it's not, not cheap. And money, I mean, yes, it grows on trees, but, like, it doesn't really. Um, and so I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do there. Um, and then I essentially had two years under my belt by the time I went to the UO. And so I just had to do two more years. Um, and graduated so yeah but but yeah duck tv i feel like really helped solidify that i really wanted to be a journalist um and just that i'm a very very curious person and i love knowing what's going on what's going on in the community um and i love being the first person to kind of give the news per se i guess gotcha yeah okay (laughs) so would you think or would you say that you're like, because uh, the thing with journalists, and I'm starting to figure this out, yes. you know, coming to KRCR, mm-hmm. is everyone's, like, supportive of each other, but everyone's competitive, too. Yes. Like, in a way. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you're competitive? I definitely think I am competitive. I think we all are. Um, but especially with this group, obviously, this is my very first, you know, job. Um, this group is so special. I feel like, yes, we are all very hungry, but we are all very respectful of stories like if some person uh you know does a really really awesome story and there's a follow-up because there's always a follow-up story from you know the first story that you get and I feel like for the most part we all respect those boundaries of you know if you know if I'm doing um a story on a let's say like a school that had a registered sex offender come into the school and volunteer for over I think it was over a year, year and a half. Wow. And so that's a big story. Yeah. And everyone uh, was, obviously parents were very upset about it. And it was our top story for probably around a week or so. 
And so obviously we all, all the reporters want to have the top story. Um, but at least with this group, everyone is very mindful of, you know, Daisy found that story. She's been covering that story. That is her story. And we're all fine with that. Um, at least for the most part, I've never really had any like bad conversations with anyone. Um, but I think it's, it's really important for journalists to have that connection and that, you know, support system because we go through a lot day to day. There's just so much. Um, and I feel like there's no room or there shouldn't be any room for hate or that overly, you know, nasty competitiveness, um, inside of our newsroom, because we're already dealing with that with, um, you know, those people who think that we're fake news and for those people who trolls. Yeah. yeah, And think that we're, you know, we're not journalists and we're not doing our job, which we are. And so I feel like this group is for sure special and we, yes, we are very hungry. Um, but we are very, very respectful. Um, at least that's what I, I would say. Yeah. Because I was looking at a certain Facebook post from a few months back that KRCR mm-hmm. put out there. Yes. And the comments were pretty uh, interesting. They were like, you know, like, like uh, one of them was like, you know, something about like all these children reporting now. And they have all mm-hmm. these kids. And I'm like, my thing is this. People don't want journalism to die. They want honest journalism. But then yeah. they don't want young people to. And I mean, to be fair, yeah. everyone seems like they're in the early to mid-20s, yeah. you know, something like that. Yes. For the most part. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like we, our kids are the business. Like it's a local mm. news station, but mm-hmm. it's like, isn't that kind of what you want? You don't want a bunch of, I guess, old geezers. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, like, I was going to say that, but nothing, you can say that. There's nothing wrong with that. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Absolutely. Like if you're good at reporting, you're good at that, but they're usually yes. in higher places. They're Absolutely. on ABC. They're yes. on whatever it is. Right. So I just found that very interesting that I'm like, Absolutely. what, like, I don't, what do you guys want? That? No one ever knows what they want. Everyone has all these suggestions, but right. they never give you a clear cut Absolutely. of what they want. So, and I feel like, and I know Mason Carroll, shout out Mason. She kind of covered this a little bit with you in terms of our rankings. And so many people, I I feel like, um, at least when I'm out and about with stories, um, when I was a, you know, five days a week journalist, uh, or not journalist, but reporter, sorry, excuse me, MMJ, yeah. MMJ, um, yeah. MMJ, um, and people <laughs> would, um, come up to me and they'd say, you know, we, we really want you here for another few years and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that writing and, you know, this market, this area in Chico and Reading, this is a starter market. I think Reading is right around 132. And so this is the market where, um, you know, reporters start off their career. And then from here, we want to go to bigger. We want to go to better. We want, you know, a, a bigger city with more news, with more breaking news, um, right. obviously depending on what you want to do. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of people don't quite understand that, that we're also on right. a contract. And so, um, I didn't even know that when I got hired because I'm not a reporter or journalist. Right. I'm like, oh, you guys have contracts? We like, have contracts. That's, Blake. I'm like, okay. I'm like, hey, contracts. that's that's the corporate world, you that's know? That's the corporate world. Yeah. I understand so, for, for both sides. You right. Know? No, absolutely. And so, like, for the most part, I try to, I mean, by the 10th or 15th person that I talk to, I, you know, I kind of knew what, what I wanted to say. Yeah, like, you know, Reading is a starter market. You know, we start here, we're here for around two years, and then we move on. Because that's what we want to do. If we want to stay in the business, you know, we get our experience here. And not that, you know, we aren't allowed to make mistakes. But 
you know, the smaller markets, which Reading is kind of a smaller market. It is. Is where, yeah. you know, we are able to, I feel like, make those little, you know, mistakes um, that we cannot make in the bigger markets. Right. Um, people don't so understand that either. People like, don't understand that either. You can't make mistakes on GMA, dude. Uh, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> That's just how it is. It's, like, yes. You can make mistakes in Reading because it's a learning experience. It's a yes. learning curve. Yes. There's nothing wrong with Reading being a learning curve. Yeah, like no. People take it as disrespect. And it's like, this is not LA or Sacramento. Right. Or San Diego. Right. Like, what do you guys expect? Absolutely. Whatever. And yeah. like, I feel like also people... Maybe, you know, the people who have lived here for a really long time. Um, I don't know a whole bunch of names, but I know that there have been so many successful people, journalists, excuse me, journalists that have started out at KRCR or KRCR was their, you know, their second market. And then they went to Sacramento, they went to Florida, they went to New York, they went to um, Missouri, St. Louis, Julia. Oh my gosh, Julia. Did (laughs) did you ever meet Julia? No, I don't think so. Julia Avery. She's amazing. Um, she was one of our, she was our weekend, um, anchor and she also reported and now she made a over a hundred market jump jump. So she's in uh, wow. St. Louis, Missouri, and she's now market. I think it's in the teens. Shout out to her. Shout out to Julia. Good for her. Absolutely. That, that's what it's all about, right? That's there. what it's all about. And yeah. so I feel like, yeah, a lot of people maybe don't understand that, you know, Again, writing is just a trial and error for us. And, you know, we journalists, we don't like to make mistakes. We don't because we lose our credibility when we do that. And we understand that. And so, but, you know, just sometimes it's like, you know, just, just things happened or it's a miscommunication. And, you know, sometimes it's, I mean, I've gone to the point where sometimes if it's a really, you know, uh, like a big story or there's a lot on the line. Um, I like to triple check my facts like crazy because yeah, I mean, it's okay. I feel like, you know, to get a date wrong for an event or like a time or like something like that. But if it's something like huge, um, like an investigation or an officer involved shooting or like anything big like that, I, I mean, it's, it's unacceptable. And so, but I mean, but yeah, so I think Reading is, such a great place for journalists to start. I will definitely, you know, give it that. Um, I f- also feel like, I mean, yeah, actually, no, yeah, go on. I feel like you have <laughs> questions. I'm sorry. Now I'm just <laughs> rambling. It's all good. I, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to get off, feel, you know, you have the green light. You're all good. I want to ask you about this. So we bring yes. up you being from Oregon and stuff like that. Was there any culture shock with coming to Redding, California, of all places? Because yes. I'm born and raised here. Yes. This place, it, it, cha- you know, things change, but they never really change. You know right. what I mean? I feel like that's the case with a lot of places. Yeah. People just don't realize that. Mm-hmm. But it's not a major city. It's not like this metropolitan mm-hmm. area, which is fine. That's what people right. like about this place. That's what I like about it. You right. know, beautiful views of the mountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. But coming from Eugene, Oregon, where, you know, the University is of Oregon and stuff like that, was there any culture shock moving to California? Because people think that Oregon and California aren't very different, which they're not. But personally, did you experience anything that was different? Um, So I come from a little town of Coos Bay, Oregon, on the Oregon coast. Um, And I feel like... Having been in that environment, uh, living there for 19 years, um, growing up there, whatnot, um, I saw a very similar 
um, like group of like the population here. Um, but I feel like it was still kind of a culture shock for me coming here. Um, with no family, really no friends. It was just me and my boyfriend. Um, he was, I'm super lucky that he wanted to, you know, come in and allow me to follow my dreams. And he was, he's been so supportive, um, throughout this, everything, everything. You need that. And I, and I need That's that. Cool. Yeah. That's and cool. so, uh, but yeah, it was definitely a culture shock. I feel like I don't quite see, um, a whole ton of, uh, you know, the Hispanics in this community, which you know, was kind of a, again, like a, a culture shock, I guess to say it was kind of surprising. Um, and, and being a minority, I mean, I feel like I've always really been a minority. Um, and so going back to Coos Bay, I was a, basically a minority there and I'm a minority here as well. And so I've kind of been a minority all my life. Um, and so I guess it wasn't as big of a shock, but from Eugene to here, I feel like it was kind I'm of I'm sure, because the university is probably a big melting pot, especially at yes. Oregon Ducks. Like, that's Oregon one of the Ducks. biggest, the football team, the basketball yes. team, the yes. you know the alum that come out of there is, is crazy. Like, you went to school with, like, Justin Herbert. I'm a yes. Charger fan. Yeah, like, okay. you legit, you guys Very walk nice. the same campus. So yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's super dope. But I'm sure moving here, being Hispanic was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it was it was definitely, definitely a, a, you know, kind of a, like you said, a, a culture shock, but... Um, I'm starting to obviously realize that, um, you know, the world is, is big and it's different and, you know, it's not, you know, uh, California. So I haven't really <laughs> been to any other places in California. So the okay. only California that I know is Reading. Gotcha. And I tell all my coworkers that I tell Mason that I tell Anwar that, um, Shade Brown. Um, and they're like, Daisy, no, this is not this is not California. There is explore. so much more yeah. down south. Definitely. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what they're, you know, they're telling me always, you know, encouraging me to, to go down south and explore because, because, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, diversity in this state. Um, and so they're telling me, yeah, you just got to adventure out and, and see what's out there. Right. See what's out there. Yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend. Yes, tell me. <sighs> I'm trying to put this as as politically places you'd feel most comfortable. Is that okay? okay. Yes. <laughs> Definitely LA. Okay. San Diego. Okay. You would love San Diego. I feel like I would. Because it's a lot of Hispanic culture, a lot of like okay. it's so close to Mexico mm-hmm. that a lot of people move there, a lot of people even commute there, which is crazy. Like they'll wow. go from Tijuana to San Diego or San Diego back like they commute in and out of there. Mm-hmm. There's so many good like just taco trucks and stuff. I mean, same with LA because LA is LA, but San Diego is definitely, I think you'd like the climate more being from Oregon. That's what I recommend personally. You can't go wrong with the Bay either. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be necessarily San Francisco, but Mm -hmm. San Francisco is always like the golden gates there. Like, you know, so anyway, that's just my recommendation. I love love San Diego. So there's that for you. If you ever get time off from being a MMJ. Yeah. (laughs) I will definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've been really wanting to, to travel down there, but I mean, um, it's long ways away. It's 700 miles. Yeah. 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 Definitely got to fly. Yeah, probably. To keep your sanity. To keep my sanity. I've done that drive. It's not a good drive. Like people in the middle of the state where there's nothing, you're cruising at 100. Like literally cruising at 100. It's crazy. It feels like 75 because there's just nothing out there. So everyone's just going. Going, going. Yes. What what do you go down there for? My dad lived there. Uh, He lives in Colorado now. He moved after because he was a window cleaner, covid that was one of the businesses that got, like, shellacked, like, you know, that, restaurants, like, yeah. stuff like that because, like, no one's in the big 
skyscraper buildings. Everyone's at home, so I don't need you to clean the windows because we're not there. Yeah. Um, but he was there for like 35, 40 years, something like that. So he still knows it like the back of his hand. He knows every little place, every neighborhood, the bad places, the good places, the good food, the bad food. He has family that lives like a national city down there, which is like oh a suburb. Gosh. So anyway, yeah, that's how I know about it. I'd visit every summer as a kid, and it, it definitely has a, a place in my heart always. Love so love cool. San Diego. Very interesting. I love it. Yeah. I want to <laughs> ask you about this. So this is something that you want to talk about, and I definitely want to hear about this. Mm. How dangerous of a job is it being a reporter, whether it's covering fires, because that's you're near a fire, that's dangerous, and it's mm-hmm. like 100 degrees out. Yes. Or just, you know, like you said, covering stories about, sexual assault victims or um, suspects and stuff like that. People, I mean, obviously the news has negative connotations because we have to cover stuff that, you know, do due diligence. Sorry. There we go. Got it out. (laughs) Uh, As far as like people that, you know, mass shootings or, you know, just whatever it is. So how dangerous of a job is it being a Hispanic woman, mid twenties to go out in the field Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable like being yourself and doing what you have to do. Like, is there like a mindset to it? Is it a dangerous job? How do you feel about it personally? Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like, especially being an MMJ, which I don't know if anyone understands an MMJ. So a multimedia journalist. So basically we are, we do everything. So I'm a one woman team. I shoot my, um, my video. I do my own interviews. I edit up my own stuff. I run my own camera, um, when I go live and I feel like a lot of people don't understand they that don't either. realize they that. don't realize that either they, they think adam mccallister's there all the time yes, and it's yes, like and he's it's not like, no no guys <laughs> we do it all ourselves yeah and so i mean yeah like you said with um like with fire season for sure it's like uh you really have to just switch your brain there has to be something that switches um that you need to just be stronger and like mentally and emotionally and um kind of you know go with the punches um with yeah with fire season it's 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 a little terrifying um coming from the Oregon coast we don't quite really have uh wildfires or anything of that sort um and so coming here it was uh definitely a shock at how hot it was I didn't realize oh my goodness. how hot it I'm, was here I'm sure yeah triple digit heat when like, I'm used to like the 50s and the for 40s. For four months straight, five yeah. months straight. Yeah. Made October, yeah. Yeah. And so um, so that that was definitely kind of a shock to me as well. Um, but there's just, you know, we, in those situations where, you know, the, like the uh, Dixie fire, when that broke out, um, and the fire was really starting to get big and was going into, I think in the, the Chester, was it the Chester area? I think it was. Um, and the fire was literally about to probably go through the entire city. And, you know, I, I had two, three stories that I already shot that day and, um, Carrie and our news director and Ashley, they're like, all right, Daisy, save these stories for later. You and Adam are going out there right now. And it's like, okay, I had to drop everything and I had to mentally prepare for what was to come and the situations that we might be put in. Um, And thankfully, I was with Adam the first time that I ever went out there. But it was, I'd probably say it was the scariest moment of my life. We were driving into a black plume of smoke like you, it was like a night and day. It was, it was the craziest thing 
I, I've ever seen in my life. And people were driving, obviously evacuating away from the area. And, you know, they, I'm sure they were terrified of, you know, is my home going to be there? Is it not going to be there? What's going to happen? Um, and there was just, you know, people and with their trailers and everything leaving. And Adam and I were on our way in. And I, I remember I took this video um, and then I posted on my Twitter and my, on my Facebook and it, I mean, it got shared a ton. I won't say it went viral, but it got shared a ton. I'm pretty sure it even made it on uh, World News. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, it was It was pretty, it was pretty terrifying and scary. Um, but, you know, being with Adam and he's, you know, he's been here for probably 15 plus years, 20 years or so. So he's very experienced and he knew how to calm me down and knew how to like, tell me, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And I, you know, I wanted him to just, you know, take the wheel on this one, at least for the beginning. Um, but you know, then the fire really blew up and ended up, you know, being almost a million acres. And by that time I, that was my story. That was, you know, the Dixie Fire was kind of my story at a certain angle. Um, and, I mean, I went out there probably five or six times on my own. And so, yeah, very – sorry, now I'm just rambling too. No, it's all um, good. I, You can say whatever you want. Yeah. You're all good, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was – it was it's definitely an experience that I'll never forget. Um, but, yeah, very, very dangerous, I feel like. And, um, again, people who – you know, criticize us for, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, her shots were so bad or, you know, the, the camera angle, the camera's so shaky, this and that. And, you know, they always criticize us, but it's like, you know, we have a lot on our plate and people don't understand that. And it's a little, you know, disheartening and, um, but I mean, it is what it is. And I know people have their, you know, their own thoughts and about news and about, you know, how we report and whatnot, but I can just tell everyone that we do our best with what we have. We are not a big market. We are a small, you know, little, you know, town in Reading. Like we don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of resources and, and equipment and, um, you know, staffing and everything. And But I know that we, especially this group, my goodness, this group puts a it lot there of talent. all. Yes. There's a lot of like raw talent yes. like in this group. That's one thing I've noticed working there. I'm like, yeah. all these people, we're going to look back in 20, 30 years, because like, I love sports. And like, mm. it reminds me of like a draft, like when mm. all these players get drafted in the same year. Like, look at how many like Hall of Famer, how many people were like in that one. Yeah. It's crazy. That's, that's how I think of KRCR personally. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I think it's, it's, it would be a good thing for people to just step back and understand that A, we are people because we are. Right. We are humans. We're human beings and we have feelings and we have fears and we have, you know, boundaries that sometimes we take and we're like, you know, I'm not going, I'm not going in there. I'm not gonna, you know, if there's a, an officer involved shooting or an active scene, like sometimes we do Facebook lives. To, you know, to let people know about that. And right. sometimes people, you know, comment and, you know, why don't you get closer? Like, do your job. You're not doing your job. And it's like, I'm so sorry. Would you, do you want to take my spot? Do you want to go in there in an active scene? Do you really? I was waiting take, for this. Take my spot. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Right. But they don't. And it's like, they don't understand that, you know, what we go through and they will never understand unless you. Unless you do it. Unless you do it. Yeah. So that that part is also kind of 
Uh, annoying to say the least yeah. in a nicer way. Well, okay, so I want to ask you about this. I don't know Go. if I was going to bring this up That's later, okay. but how do you block out noise? Because mm. I think I asked Mason this. Anwar and I love sports too much. We just started yelling about yeah. Russell Wilson and shit. <laughs> yeah. But how do you deal with like backlash, getting a name called, getting, mm. uh, and Mason says something about getting like cat called. Like I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of like DMs yep. and stuff that you're like, yep. okay, that's, you know, but like how do you deal? Cause you are a public figure. Mm. You're on TV at least three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now with the weekends, you're yeah. on there Saturday and Sunday. Yes. And like, you know, you have a life at the studio, at the station, but once you leave, like, you're Daisy. Like, mm-hmm. you're not Daisy the MMJ, Daisy mm-hmm. the reporter. So how do you, like, disconnect and how do you deal with the people that talk shit, basically, mm-hmm. and, like, just say a bunch of shit that you're like, mm-hmm. you don't even know what you're, like, all right. Like, yes. How do you deal with that? How do I deal with that? Well, it has definitely changed within the last two years. Um, my first year I was very, you know, hyper-focused on, oh my God, what are the people saying? Oh my God, what are the comments saying? Oh my gosh. And you know, like people are, are ruthless. They talk about, oh my gosh, you look fat in that. Oh my gosh, that shirt looks horrible on you. You're wearing too much makeup. Not me specifically, but like to other, other reporters. And it's like, this shit's nasty. Like listen to what you're saying to a young woman to young females especially because it's like this never happens to men and it's like what the actual heck like what um and so i mean i've learned that um you know people are gonna say what they want to say uh chances are they will never have the balls to say it to my to face. Your face yeah and if they do then it will be a very different situation um <laughs> But it's like everyone just hides behind, you know, their their phones, their keyboards and whatnot. And so I've just learned that, you know, I understand people are going to have their opinions and they have every right to, you know, share whatever they want to share. But it's to my mental health now that I've realized it's important to just kind of block that out and really not focus on that. Because, again, if they're not going to say it to my face, it's probably really not worth my time. Um, to put any effort or any, give them any attention either too. Um, right. But like Mason, I, I heard when she was on here and she says like, when we do Facebook lives, it's, you know, we're doing Facebook lives and we're giving the information in real time and we're seeing the nasty comments in real time. Right. And it's like, now I don't even look at the comments unless it's, I'm asking people um, hey, like, let me know, like, where you live. Let me know if you can hear me all right, if you can see, if the connection is good and whatnot. And so, um, but other than that, I, I try not to go back uh, after the video's posted, after the story's posted. That's good. Um, That's a good boundary, as you said it's earlier. It's a boundary. You know, it is a boundary. Because we need that. Right. We need that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like as sad as it sounds, um, the comments, the nasty comments were really getting to me when I first started. And I'm, I'd be like, you know, am I going to be able to do this? It, Cause it's, it's a, it's a lot to kind of take in, especially being a young adult and still learning who I am as a person. Um, it was, it was a lot to take in, but again, I've, I've realized, you know, people have their opinions and that's fine, but it's, it's how I, you know, act on those comments by not looking at them, 
you know, not, uh, you know, replying back to people as much as I sometimes want I'm, to. I was going to say, like, as I'm sure you want, want to. to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a few times and it's like, ooh, I probably shouldn't it? have done that. I don't regret it. No. The times that okay. I do uh, respond to people, it's like, I remember there was this, you know, I did a, a, a Facebook live on, it was a really bad crash. Um but showing the crash, not quite showing, you know, like the specific, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a, a deadly crash. Um, and gotcha. I made sure to tell people, you know, this, we're not going to be, sh- I'm not going to be showing you the body. I'm not going to be showing you any of that, but this is what's happening. And then I ended up showing the car and like, I remember this lady was like, this is so nasty at the fact that you guys are showing the car and like show some respect for yourself and for the family. And it's like okay, this is what, what's going on and that's what I'm reporting on. I want to let people know what's going on and, and you know, yeah, I showed the car and, I, and I'm so sorry I showed the car. Like, you know, just stuff like that. And like, so yeah, when it's like something like that and I'm able to respectfully reply and stand up for myself, um, I will do it. And most recently I, and I don't even re- remember what it was, um, but some lady like called me, called me out, quote unquote. I'm using my finger. Right, know right. people know. See, yeah, yeah. quotations, quotations. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. And um, she called me out, and I stood up for myself. And she ended up deleting her comment, and everyone started yeah. liking my comment. Um, you know, standing up for myself, and you know, in those moments, I feel like you know, it feels good to be able to again respectfully stand up for yourself. But it's the fact, like, yeah, if you. Stand up for yourself and kind of, I don't even know how to say it, but, you know, not quite give the trolls what you want, but letting them know that you are looking at their comments and it's not okay for them to treat you like that or talk to you like that. Right. They especially will most definitely, and especially in real time, yeah. then they'll be like, all right, you know, I'm sorry, shouldn't have said that, whatnot. I mean, Mike Kruger does that. I, I remember I saw him doing um a facebook live during and i love it i respect him (laughs) very much for that but obviously he's been here for again like two decades two decades 20 plus over two decades and so yeah i remember people were saying in the the comments like oh my gosh this is the only job that you can get completely wrong and still have your job right he went at it like, you don't know, like I, you know, I, I've been here for 20 years. I know what I'm talking about. I went to school for this. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. So do not come at me with any of that. And then the guy, I'm pretty sure said, oh, like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, sometimes I feel like we need to do that. We need to stand up for ourselves when we believe um, is justified. Um, and I'm starting to do that. And I wish I would have done it, done that or started to do that before um, because not that I take the power away from the trolls, but I mean, I don't know. I kind you of let them do. know you'll punch back. I, yeah. Like, sometimes you got to let them know, like, I will punch back. Exactly. Like, yeah. Respectfully, right? <laughs> as much as I can. Very respectfully. And if not, then That's I'll type great. it out and then I'll erase it and then I'll move on with yeah. my day because right. I don't like dwelling on that stuff. I really For try sure. not to. Do, does anyone in your life or anyone at the station, I won't name names, of course, do they advise you to not reply and not stand up for yourself? Have yes. you ever? Okay. Yes. Because I figure they do. I mean, yes. whether it may be, you know, your boyfriend, parents, mm-hmm. 
like I said, upper management or, or coworker, I, are you ever advised like, Dave, you don't need to do that. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck that. I, I want to do mm-hmm. this. Not, yeah. not the fact that I feel like I need to, but I yeah. want to like do stand this. up for myself right. and, and say, Hey, what you're saying to me is not okay. And right. I'm setting a boundary for myself. And, and yeah, I mean, there have been, uh, people, um, in my life, again, we won't name names, but I got yes, you. people uh, within the last two years that I've met that have told me, "Hey, you know, just just don't, 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 um, don't associate or don't even put your time and effort into that." But it's like I've realized that you know when it's needed, I'm going to stand up for myself, and no one is going to tell me otherwise because all of this that's going on is coming directly to me, and it's affecting me, or not affecting me, but directed towards me specifically. Right, and. I mean, I take it personal. I know a lot of the reporters take it personal when people are criticizing them for the way they speak or how much makeup they wear. Even or, Mason said that. She's like, yes. it's hard not to take it personal. And it's hard. You know? Yeah. But um, but also being the most senior reporter now, it's like I... was going to ask you about that later yeah. on. But yeah, I was like, I, now that I look around... You are probably the most. Which is crazy to think. <laughs> it's only two years. It's only been two years, and it's yeah. like, yeah, like I, I am the, the most senior reporter. Obviously, Shade Brown has been here longest, longer than I have, but now she, for the most part, anchors and right. then produces as well. Same with like Dylan. Like Dylan's Same a reporter Dylan. too, but he's an anchor. Yes. Yeah. Um, but for Mike, the most Mike part, Mike Mangus. Mike yeah. Mangus. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part. Um, I'm, yeah, the the most, uh, it's weird to say, the most senior um, MMJ. And so sometimes I feel like it's not, not that I'm saying that it's up to me to, you know, set the tone. But I've mm. told him, like, if something happens to you and you, like, if someone says something to you, either if it's in person, look them in the face and say, who are you? Why are you talking to me like that? Like, I've, I've had experiences in, like, you know, I'm, you're reporting or something and people say fake news or, or yeah. oh my gosh, like just dumb stuff like that. And then I have to take a breath and then I have to just, you know, gather my thoughts. Like more specifically when it was, um, the school walkouts and the parents were taking all of their kids out for like the nationwide school walkout, uh, for the vaccine mandates and whatnot. And that was my beat. That was my story for a good three weeks or so. Um, that I covered and I, you know, so many people saw me cause it was the same person. I was the same reporter going there, talking with people, whatnot. And I remember this guy came up to me and was just like, Hey, who are, who are you with? And I'm like, I'm with KRCR. Oh, you're with KRCR. Yes, sir. Is there something <laughs> wrong with that? No, just that I face. just, and like, Oh no, like, I don't really like what you guys are doing. And I'm like, sir, I'm, you know, it's, you, oh my gosh, what else did he say? He said like, well, are you going to report the facts right or something? And I'm like, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also people <clears throat> think that we get paid off by the government or by other like ABC or Fox or like whatever that we get paid to quote unquote have an agenda and, and bring out that agenda. I can for sure tell everyone that's listening that we do not get paid to do anything like that. I mean, we respectfully, res- respectfully, yes, because I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I remember oh, I was, no, go ahead. I was doing some research on who owns KRCR. You can do your own research and mm-hmm. I like my job, so I won't go too far. I want to move up in the business, but yeah. the, the political affiliation mm-hmm. 
not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying, I, and I'll leave it at that. But uh, you know, the whole fake news, I don't like what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. like, look at who owns us, and then look at where we live. Mm-hmm. Those demographics match up, but continue. No, and I, I mean, basically, because <laughs> I, I, mm, I can kind yeah, of feel I, like I can I, go I off on can, this. Yeah, I'll say it for you. Thank I, I don't you. want you to lose Thanks. your job, Daisy. Th- thank yeah, you. I got um, you. Um, but, yeah, no, and I, I just remember I, I, I stood up for myself, and it felt – so good because I told this guy, sir, I do not get paid to do anything that I'm like doing and, and having a specific agenda. And and he he like backed up and I said, you know, like I'm here to talk. Oh, because he also said, oh, so what, what what are your thoughts on it? And I'm like, sir, it is not I do not get paid to give my opinion. I, yes. I'm a reporter. I'm yeah. a reporter. Right. And then he's like, well, yeah, but, but you always put your spit. I'm like, no, sir, I never do that. I do not get paid to give out my opinion. I get paid to get other people's opinion in the community so people can, you know, people who want to share their voice and their thoughts on things. That is what I get paid to do. I do not get paid to put my two cents into absolutely anything. And if you are putting your two cents into something, then in my personal opinion, that is not a good reporter. You need to, you know, you need to have your boundaries. Like, yes, um, you know, I probably, I, I could say that I don't always agree with the stories and the things that I report on. I'm sure. But yeah, how can you? Yeah, but yeah. it's, you know, that's, it's my problem and I need to keep that to myself. It's part and of the gig. It's part of the gig. Yeah. And that's another thing that I feel like has been kind of, not hard, but kind of difficult for me to kind of adjust to. Um, that yes, I am allowed to have my own thoughts, my own opinions, but as a reporter, I it's not a good idea to spread that out on social media or really talk about it. But yeah, right. so many times people I like I go and ask them, you know, a, a a question about, you know, what are your thoughts about Governor Newsom's mask mandate and whatnot, and they yeah. flip it on me, and I'm like, you know, I I'm not gonna respectfully, I'm gonna decline to say that because you know it's not it's not my problem or my place to give my thoughts on this like you know I don't want to be a a biased reporter that is not what I want to do um so yeah (laughs) just a little tidbit there but I'll 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 cut myself off it seems like you have something look you you can get anything you want off your chest at this podcast I'm just letting you you know like it's don't feel like like I said before I don't feel like you have to hold back but I want to ask you this building off of that okay do you think that being not only a woman, but a Hispanic woman, mm-hmm. a, a young Hispanic woman, mm-hmm. that you get unfair treatment or perhaps get um, unfair critique or, or, or uh, I guess, grilled a little harder than – this is something I wanted to ask Anwar, being an African-American yeah. reporter. Yep. Is it something that you feel like skin color or race does take the forefront at times on stories or do you feel like you get a clean slate all the no, way across? No, absolutely not. Okay. I feel like, yes, I feel like um, the fact that, like, yeah, I, I am <laughs> a, a Latina and my, you know, I'm brown and um, people sometimes right off the bat with like specific stories um, just take that into account before, I don't even know how to put this. I don't even know how to put this. If you don't want to talk about it, you no, don't have no, to. No, no, like but... we can't. I, okay. I, I, I'm totally fine with talking about it. Um, gotcha. It's like, how do I want to say it? Yeah. Um, it still remain employed. <laughs> uh, I could give you a second. If you want to come back to this later, we can move to something else real quick if yeah. you want. 
Well, so yeah, I feel like with with like some specific stories that uh, pertain to you know um, white folks. Um, and you know, their skin color and whatnot. Sometimes I feel like, yes, my, my skin tone and my ethnicity and where I came from and the fact that my parents are immigrants, um, you know, came here and, um, you know, gave me and my brother a wonderful life with what they could. And I feel like sometimes people do take that into account and they talk to me differently. They don't treat me the same as they would, um, someone with, you know, um, that's not a minority to put it that way. And sometimes, yeah, it's, it's hard. And, um, but that kind of makes me want to work even harder and letting people know that my ethnicity, my skin color, my gender does not have anything to do with who I am as a reporter, who I am as a person and do not treat me any differently because I mean, my skin color and yeah, my ethnicity is different, but I'm no, no different at all whatsoever than any other person in the room, regardless of skin color, regardless of gender, regardless of my background, my, you know, my family background, all that stuff. So I'll say that. <laughs> because here's, here's one thing I, I'll, I will shoot you bail. Not just cause you're sitting here and you're on my podcast, but I noticed that you probably more than anyone, you don't have to say that I will, you get more flack for your reports than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why mm-hmm. I'm not sure if, if uh, you know, and I, Honestly, this first time we've met person in person, but you've been super kind, super sweet all throughout. Like even leading up to this, like I asked you yesterday, I'm like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Are you cool with still doing it? Blah, blah, yes. blah. And you're like, yeah, like let's go for it. Mm-hmm. But I do realize, because I, I do a lot of research. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if people realize, you know, what the podcast I do. I read all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. about KRCR. Mm-hmm. I read all sorts of stuff about every person that works there. Because mm-hmm. I like to know first off what kind of does or doesn't push their buttons, what they do and don't respond to. Mm-hmm. I just like to figure out who people are. I love it. And You're a journalist. I, I try. I, I no, try. you are. Yeah, thank you. you. And so I do notice a lot with you in particular, mm-hmm. they talk a lot of shit mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. And they get very upset with your, and I'm like, I, I don't understand why. why. Maybe it's because you're the most veteran. Maybe it is. I, I think it's more up the up the race and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah. gender yeah. ladder, if yeah. you will. But yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't know how you dealt with that personally because yes. you take a lot of shit and you I don't do. have to say it. Like, I'll say it for you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. No, and, and like, yeah, like sometimes I, I realize that and I feel like a lot of my colleagues don't maybe quite get the hate per se, like you said, um, in the degree that I do. But uh, sometimes I feel like it's because I take on the harder stories, the stories that maybe some of the newer reporters or maybe people who haven't been here the longest um, maybe aren't as comfortable talking about but I am to the point where again regardless of my my skin tone regardless of anything if there's a story and a story that needs to be done um, I'm gonna fight for that story and I you know I, I just have to put that aside and say you know what I'm just gonna put my all into the story make sure that it's accurate make sure that um, I'm proud of what I produced and what I created and and how I you know got the information and whatnot and, you know, people can take it how they want to. Um, but I also feel like I tend to get more of the hate per se or the whatnot because I am also, I like to share my stories on like the community pages and whatnot. Um, also to really get the story out there because, you know, most, well, all the stories that I do or I like to do are important stories that people, the things that they need to know about within the community. And so, 
I know a lot of or other reporters don't quite like to do that because they've seen the hate that I've gotten and whatnot. And, um, but yeah, I just, I do it and you know, whatever, whatever they say, whatever they do, it does not matter because I've done my job as a journalist and, you know, again, people, I know people are racist still and it's, it's a, it's really disgusting. The fact that that's even still a thing, it's 2022. Um, but I just have to understand, you know, in the, the area that I live in and, um, again, there's not a lot of representation for Hispanics and you know what? I just, you know, I have to roll with the punches and I know it's not always going to be like this. Um, but you live and you learn. And yeah. I feel like being in this community as, you know, there's been so many great people that I've spoken to and met and done stories on and whatnot. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it, I mean, I've also dealt with really nasty comments and, and racist comments and people making fun of me for pronouncing my name, Caballero, the way that it's supposed to be <laughs> pronounced. To like be literally pronounced? someone, right. oh my goodness, someone like commented on my, on my, I'm pretty sure one of my stories or something like that, one of my reports where I tag out, they see Caballero and they're like, why do you say your name like that? Like, and, and this was also one of the one of the comments that uh. I decided to comment back, and I said, "I'm so sorry. Should I Americanize it a little bit more, yeah. or like, like, what do you want me to say? This is how it's supposed to sound. Why are you making like Why are you making fun of me for saying it the way that it's supposed to sound? Right. That, that's just how it's supposed to be pronounced. It's yeah, yeah. and it's just like. Guys, yeah. like, come on! I mean, you can tell with me, I'm, I'm white as a piece of bread. Like, it's hard for me to do it because it's just you did I'm a not, great job. Thank you. You did a great job because it's just like I don't. I just didn't grow up like it's. You know, I, I don't know. It's just it's a thing. You know, right, but right. yeah, it but is. But it's what it like, is. but also with, and I'll just say this, and then we can move on. Okay. Um, but um, if you want or whatever you want to do, yeah, sure. Um, but I mean, there, there's also people that every time that they see me out, they are like, oh, it's Daisy. Caballero, Caballero, like they right. can, they can't even say my they last name, and it. they always are like Daisy. Can you please say your last name? And then I say, it and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, this is really cute. So yeah. there's like, you got to take the bad with the good, and you know sometimes, and I try to keep that mindset with those people who are like excited to see me and excited for me to pronounce my my name the way that it's supposed to be pronounced. Um, it just it feels good, and I try to kind of again take the good with the bad and kind right. of walk out the haters or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Well, that's all you can do at the end of the day as well. You know, you, you love your job more than you hate the hate, I guess, or or hate the the criticism. I guess that's a good way to put it. That is. Yes. (laughs) I love that you said that. That was perfect. Let's talk about this and then we can go to break. Cool. You want to touch on this because I think it's a big thing. We've already seen like one or two fires Mm -hmm. and it's March and Mm -hmm. we like, I I do daybreak every day. So my Kruger, he works daybreak. We're like 11 inches below here in in the County where we're supposed to be after rainfall. Mm-hmm. How worried are you about fire season? And you know you're going to have to report on it. Mm-hmm. You you and Mason are probably the the fire you know, reporters, if yes. anything. But, yes. like, is it something that in the back of your head you're like, it's going to be really bad? Are you hoping it'll be good? Like, what do you anticipate? How do you, I guess, again, mentally prepare mm. for something that's going to be probably really bad mm. this summer? I feel like this is going to be probably the... Uh... It's probably going to be the worst fire season I've ever experienced here in my three years, which is crazy to say because my first year here was pretty crazy. It was awful. Last year, 
was absolutely insane. And the fact that we are going to be in the 80s and 70s and we have gotten little to absolutely no rain. I'm I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified and I'm trying to mentally prepare for the sleepless nights, for the, oh my gosh, the overtime, the, the putting yourself in a really dangerous situation, you know, probably once or twice a week. And, yeah. you know, you, but I, I signed up for this job. I signed up for probably being put in those uncomfortable situations. And, uh, but what I want to do is I want to inform the community. I want to let them know what's going on and give them the latest information. And for those people who, you know, might not ever be able to, you know, see their homes again or, or something like that. But it's, it's very, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very taxing, I would say. Um, and, a lot of us are, yeah, we're, we're starting to, to talk about it. We're starting to mentally prepare. We're starting to, you know, get our go bags, our Nomex, our yellow jackets and whatnot already prepared. And the fact that we're doing that in March it's is nuts. Is nuts. Yeah. But you, I mean, you living here and being born and raised here, right? Yes. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, are you... Are you scared? Are you nervous? Are you have you ever sure. been evacuated or anything? So luckily, no. I, I've been very blessed and very fortunate. I've wow. not had to get evacuated. I usually live. I've always lived in either Anderson or Cottonwood. Okay. I, so I'm in Cottonwood these days. Gotcha. It doesn't get too bad. Gotcha. Um, but I was here during like the car fire. Little mm. did I know that was like the kickoff fire season, basically. Mm-hmm. And then up in Bernie, I, I forget the name of it, but later on that year, this is 2018, Okay, um, all this happened. It, yeah. it was really bad. I even worked outside that summer. We had to wear, like, these, the K, the 995s, like, N95s. Yeah. And so um, it's good to the point where I remember the clean summers mm. more than the summers we have fires. The last clean summer, when I say that, I mean no fires, basically right. no yes. major ones. 2019. 2019. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's nuts. I can literally name those off easier than, you know. So I, but I don't have anyone that's lost their life. I don't really have anyone that you know I had to worry about or you know we had to like really get our shit together and like figure this out. Like, luckily, like I'm very right. blessed. But yeah, I can understand where like it's scary and it's tough and it's gonna be bad. I mean, you know, it's everyone's really anticipating bad. that. I mean, Cal Fire can't even keep a a. a, a burn you know what i mean like in, in containment lines like yes. you know and i'm not blaming cal fire shout to cal fire i mean oh, without them it's yes. like are we gonna even have a state mm-hmm, still mm-hmm, but nonetheless mm-hmm. it goes to show you how dry it is like their intent was not to burn over the containment line right. it just happened right and that yeah. was a controlled burn right so and yeah things i mean again things <sighs> happen or can change within a split second, right? Especially during fire season, um, and the winds, and, and the winds, and yeah. just everything. And it's you know, once something sparks up, it's it's probably gonna stay here for weeks, if not months. Obviously, with the Dixie fire, it took them so long to a hundred percent, you know, contain the fire. And um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, mentally preparing, a lot of emotionally preparing myself, a lot of the fact that you know you are not going to be able to take any time off because we don't take time off during fire season because you know our job is here to report and to help and to fill in wherever we can. Right. And especially now that I'm the fill in uh, f- forecaster for the weekend, I'm probably yeah. not going to be doing any vacation or anything like that. So. That's also kind of another thing that, you know, it's it's just a, yeah, a lot of preparing that we have to do. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I'm terrified for this fire season. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll yes, be all right. It will. Let's take a break. We'll gather ourselves and we'll come back. We'll talk more about you personally. We'll, we'll, we'll get off the career stuff and, cool. and let's get to know Daisy, just the woman herself. Okay, thank you. We'll be right back. All right, guys, and we are back. So I want to ask you, Daisy, let's get more into just you, the person you just growing up and stuff like that, mm-hmm. what you did and how you figured out you wanted to be a reporter. Yes. I read that you were a radio DJ at 15 years old in, is it Coos Bay? Is that Coos how you say that? Bay, Oregon. You were a radio DJ for three years in high school. Why did you want to be a DJ? What'd you do? Yeah. How'd that come about? Yes. So I feel like I was a very, or I've always been a very curious person. And I always love to be in the know. I always love knowing what's going on. And um, the there was, or the radio uh, station that I you know, uh, was the morning, it was, it was called the morning Kazam and I was a radio DJ and I also was their music director as well there too. So I, you know, I had a few hats in there. Um, but anywho, I started off with, um, you know, wanting to learn a little bit more about like what was going on and how to be a part of it. And I just learned that I would have the possibility of having my own morning show. And I thought, how freaking cool um and i was like totally on it um i also did uh like their broadcasting student ran broadcasting news type of thing too um so i feel like in high school as early as high school i knew that i wanted to be a journalist or i wanted to do something along the lines of what's going on and sharing that information um and it was it was i feel like it was honestly the highlight of my high school career being able to to do that radio um gig um it was so so fun the morning kazam kmhs okay marshfield yeah that's awesome <laughs> shout out and then you did that for three years I right did that for three so years you graduated until okay. i graduated um yeah and it it i feel like it really helped me like set the tone i've learned to kind of articulate uh I feel like really within those three years, um, I feel like if I didn't do radio um, that young, I feel like I would not have the voice or not that I have an amazing voice, but the fact that I I know how to articulate and use my voice in the way that people can understand me um, and whatnot. um, I feel like that kind of set me off into my career that I'm in right now. So very blessed. But yes, I, it was probably the best part of my high school career doing that and I learned and I learned so much and and I made so many amazing friends um and I learned a lot about myself too having to wake up at like six in the morning to be there by seven right to do something an hour hour and a half before school started but very fun yeah so this is I don't know this is kind of like bringing me back to I was gonna say, to the morning kazam yeah. when so, you walked in you're like this is kind of like that I'm yes like, right, I'm cool. like oh my gosh I walked in and I'm like this is fascinating you were like feeling the foam I on the know, wall I'm like yeah feeling the foam you're like, like yeah, hey, kind of feel back at home a little bit yeah. like so fun but no yeah this is great and the fact that I'm even on like the other side of you know I because I would have um people uh guests and stuff like that whether it's um a student of the month or, you know, something like that, or like the employee of the month for the school or the principal, like I'd have them come here and I'd, you know, ask them about the school dance or prom or like anything like that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, now I'm on the other side, which is crazy. That's dope. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, 
graduated 2016 from high school, right? Yes. So 20, like 13 to 16, that was like your range for doing this DJ stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like, uh, a lot of Halsey, a lot of Drake, yes. a lot of chain smokers. Oh my gosh, What yes. music did you play in the morning? Like, Ooh. was it like the hits? Was it like you got to stay away from certain <sighs> stuff? Or are you playing like, started from the Bob, now we're here. So like, we definitely had some Drake. We had <laughs> some, oh my gosh, Kesha. We had oh. Little Wayne. We had Pitbull. Pitbull. Oh my gosh. We got down for the morning Kazam. I miss it so much. Um, like Would I said, you ever go back to DJ? Um, Honestly, if the opportunity came about, I feel like it would be so fun. Yeah. That'd be dope. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I also really love music. Um, I feel like music has kind of been a part of me since I was very, very young. And so, so yeah, the Morning Kazam allowed me to kind of share my music taste, whether it's also Justin Bieber, mm. which I love Justin Bieber. Um, yeah. Also Ariana Grande. Um, who else? We had like... But we also did uh, Thursdays. We did Throwback Thursdays. So the whole entire morning, cool. we'd do, like, all throwbacks, and people would call in, and, you know, they would tell us, like, hey, like, what's your throwback that you want to us to play? And we'd play it. And, like, so we, we had a little bit of everything. That's cool. Um, so, yeah. Now that, you, now that you say that, I'm, like, yeah, reminiscing on all the awesome, fun moments that we See had. how far you've come. I know. <laughs> now I'm over here <laughs> in Redding, California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little different than Coos Bay, little, but, oh, you know, especially weather-wise. Yes. But yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Let's talk about your dog. Is it Kai? Kai. Yes. Boy or girl? He's a boy. Okay. He's a boy. He's my baby boy. That's um, awesome. I've, uh, me and my boyfriend, uh, we rescued him in Newbor- Newburgh, um, Oregon, uh, right around, f- we've had him for four years. Um, he has such a crazy background. Um, he, we don't know what he is, what breed he is and whatnot. Oh. A lot of people think he's like a dingo, part dingo. A dingo. I'm going to look yes, that up. I don't here. even know what a. No, yeah. Or look yeah, it up. Show I mean, me yeah, I could show you that too. Okay. But yes, look it up. He He's very, very fast. He's the s- absolute sweetest. Oh, wow. Sweetest boy it looks, ever. It looks like a, like a wolf. Like a wolf, yeah, like, a, like, a, wolf like a deer. Like a lot of people say he looks kind of like a deer huh. um, too. I'll obviously show you a picture too. Yeah, um, but yes, interesting. We've, um, he has his own Instagram that he shares with his brother That's as awesome. well, Louie. So we also, I also, we also. Oh, you have, have another dog. I have another dog. Oh, okay. Yes, gotcha. Yes. That's um, cool. Let me obviously show you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we got him. Four years ago, he uh, was a stray uh, in the streets of Mexico. Wow. So he, uh, I guess the shelter over there was uh, pretty filled up, and they were either going to uh, kill kill them or kill him and, and all of his brothers and sisters and, like, everyone else because they just didn't have enough uh, room for more uh, for more dogs, but this is this is uh, their oh, that's Facebook. Sick. Oh wow, yes. this is very yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so uh, Louis is a, is Louis. a puppy. Yes. Okay. So he gotcha. he we've had him um, we've had him we got him in July, um, and he also has a very very interesting. That's little, cool. My little hell yeah. Buddy. Um, he was found. Um, underneath our friend's deck and he was covered in mud and like he was honestly probably left to die and they couldn't uh get another dog because they already had three dogs and um 
they ended up, you know, asking around, asking people like, you know, like if you want the dog, like it's here, blah, blah, blah. And my boyfriend and I, we've been wanting to get a little brother or a sister for Kai. And, um, and during this time, my, my grandpa passed days before Louis kind of came in our lives. And I'm a full blown believer that my grandpa sent Kai or, or Louis to us to, to, you know, uh, be brothers with Kai and, and to join our little family. Um, because my boyfriend for the longest time, he'd always be like, Hey babe, like let's get another dog. And I'd be like, no, we can't, we, we live in an apartment. We don't have a house. We don't have gotcha. a huge backyard. Like yeah. we can't, I really want to, but no. Right. And it was just something changed and it was just different that I, I said yes. And it was, I mean, it's the best decision that I feel like I, I could have made or we could have made, you know, as a couple and as a kind of little family um, because I could not see us without Louie either. So, yeah, yes, they're my like my prized possessions, my kiddos, um, definitely a dog mom. They keep me busy all the time, <laughs> but I'd have it like really no other way. Um, That's awesome. But yeah. Do you have dogs? I have two. OK, so my I kind of like the same story. So I had oh. like a jet black pimple, uh, a girl. Oh. Her name was Stella. Uh, oh my it's, it, it's a it's a kind of a dark story. I don't want to go too much into it. I came home oh. one night to her basically like I had a pool and she I think she like fell in or <gasps> I have my own theories about maybe what happened. Oh. But she's like stiff as a bone. She died soaking oh. wet. I have no she hated water. She's a pit bull. Pit bulls hate water. That's just oh. it's in their breed. Um, at least in my experience. So anyway, that happened. I go to the shelter. I feel like it's like some sort of weird calling to like go rescue a dog oh. from a shelter. I get my new dog. Her name's Sadie. She's a, a white coat pit bull. Uh, she's posted on my Instagram I everywhere. Love it. I'll definitely so. check her out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got uh, my boy Zeus. He's a he's a bully. He's like an American bully. He's more mm-hmm. like pit bull, but he has like the shoulders and the big fat head and the jowls, and he he looks like a bulldog. Um, he's an American bully. I got him. I want to say a year and a half ago, something like that, from okay. like a, like a family friend. Like it was very odd how I got him. I oh. feel like it was one of those things where like meant to be. I lose Stella, but like he, oh. I feel like Zeus is kind of like Stella's like spirit. Like mm. I got mm. Sadie, she needed mm. like a brother. Mm. I have a boy and a girl, so it, it worked out perfect. So oh it's just one of those things that. where it's like you know it, it's divine, if you will. Yes. You know, I'm not a big religious person. I don't have like a particular religion or God mm. or whatever I believe in, but mm-hmm. I do believe in like. Spiritual stuff, manifestation and destiny and Love divine it. intervention. Over here with all my crystals <laughs> over here. People can't see that. There's yeah, we got crystals and yeah, yes. all sorts of stuff. I, I like those, by the way. Why yes. do you why do you bring those along with you? Yeah. If you don't mind sharing. So I so here, give me just a second. Okay. Because <laughs> they're very cool. I like how they like Thank one's you. purple, one's like it looks like I thought it was ice. I'm like, why does Daisy have ice? It's raining. So but, I have like all these crystals. I actually recently just got into crystals. In manifestation and uh, the law of attraction yes. and like all of that, and yeah. so I can talk about that for hours as well. Whole so other let me podcast. know if you want me to come. Yeah, for another <laughs> podcast. Um, but no, I feel like um, clear quartz for me is very calming. And this one, I don't remember the actual name for this one, but this one helps with like anxiety and like stress and like being in those types of situations. Gotcha. And this one is just like my ultimate like favorite. I think this one is. Uh, what you can really like manifest or a lot of like w- your thoughts and, and, and feelings and whatnot. And these both are, I feel like are my favorite cause they just really calm me down in like situations where I may be um, not used to or anything like that. Like a podcast. 
like a podcast yeah. because I've never done a podcast right, before. Yeah, but this is new. so this is so fun. This has been so fun and so yeah. Dope. Um but anywho, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. Do, have you heard of crystals or of course, anything like that? Of course. Yeah. I just like I said, I thought you had like ice <laughs> on you and like I wasn't gonna I question it because people have their own <laughs> ways of dealing with stress or whatever. And I'm yes. like, she's holding ice, there's a lot of electricity around us. A lot of like cords. Let I don't me know just what's ruin your MacBook so. and everything else. Here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but then it wasn't melting, so I'm like, oh, okay, I don't think so. Then Maybe you pulled out not. the other one. Then I and pulled out these ones. Yeah, yes. and I'm like, okay, so they're like they're stones and stuff. Yes, so, got yeah. It. So they're crystals, and my friend uh, Riley, shout out Riley, love you, Riley. Yeah, shout out to Riley. She, um, she was the one that actually really got me into all of this, and I feel like my life has really changed. Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm a completely different person now. Um, with like knowing, you know, the, the, the power of your words and the power of your intentions and your thoughts and, um, how they play a really big role. At least personally, I think they play a really big role in how your life, you know, takes a toll and kind of your day to day, everything. Um, because yeah, words are powerful and your intentions are powerful. Thoughts are powerful. And thoughts are powerful and what you put out there is like, you know, the universe will bless you or not or, you know, whatever you want to to say with that. Um, Right. But yeah, I feel like, I feel like crystals are now like a really big thing uh, for me. So yeah, (laughs) I'll just say that. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool that you have those and it seems like it's definitely helped. So And they're also really pretty too. And they're pretty. And they're pretty. I wish we had so, a camera in here, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah, look at them right now. You have like a green one, you have like a, a blue one. Yes. I know there's different words for these yes, colors yes, and stuff, yes. but I'm not that educated on it. But, That's uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, it's cool I'm stuff. still new too, so it's fine. There's a lot of learning. Let's talk about this. Yes. As we kind of wind down here a little bit, mm-hmm. disconnected on your days off. Mm. <laughs> yes. How do you do it? Especially during like fire season and during uh, high stress times, because yes. you know not only being a woman, Hispanic woman, but like you guys, you know, do your hair, do the makeup, mm-hmm. do and it's like it's hot. You're probably crying at times because you're stressed, Ooh, or Blake. you're probably yes. like I'm sure there's a lot going on in your guys' world there's during the summer, lot. and yes. even for the guys too. But just you're here today, so we're right. making Absolutely. it specific to you. Yes, yes. How do you disconnect? What do you do in your free time? What do you like doing? What kind of uh, uh, takes the edge off for Daisy Caballero. Daisy Caballero. Okay, so I feel like obviously everyone's different, um, but for me, Blake, I really think. Uh, well, most recently, I feel like it's been like meditating and like um, really like disconnecting from my phone because I mean I I'm on my phone for a living. I'm always on social media looking for different stories, um, you know, looking at our website, seeing all the updates and whatnot, and making sure that I'm in the know. Um, as again, personally, I think as every journalist should, um, they should know what's going on in their community just so they're up to date and, and anything and everything that's happening. And so disconnecting, um, I feel like I love a good staying in bed in my cozy pajamas, watching my favorite shows, um, and really like just being by myself because I feel yeah. like I'm with so many people. I'm talking all of the time. I'm, <laughs> you know, interacting yes. with so many people and like the fact that I could have like just silence and just like just relaxing moments. Um, I feel like that's how recently I've been 
moving towards to like disconnect and recharge and whatnot. But I mean, if you'd ask Daisy like two or three years ago, it was the complete opposite. It'd be, it'd be going out with, you know, with friends and going out to dinners and going out to parties and this and that. And that's how I'd recharge. But I mean, um, I feel like also being in this industry, it's important to, you know, take some time for yourself and just relax. At le- like I said, at least for me, because I'm always on the go. There's always this and that and, you know, whatnot. And so the fact that I could just not do anything for a few hours out of the day yeah. is... I love it. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. It's calming. But I also obviously love to, um, you know, hang out with my puppers, uh, Kai and Louie, um, and my boyfriend as well. Um, we love to take coast trips all the time. We visit That's Coos cool. Bay all the time. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the beach. The beach is where I love to just be there and set up a, a blanket and have some snacks and watch the dogs just play around. And that I'm sounds just, nice. I'm just there. That's and dope. Relaxing and the waves and um, so yeah. So I guess that's kind of how I tend to disconnect these days. But it's really hard. It's really hard yeah. um, to kind of do that because you know I feel like uh, at least personally I think you know I always have to be on my phone. I always have to like I said I always have to know what's going on. And so sometimes it's to the point where I just have to turn off my phone and like put it away and like. It's and it's okay, and I just have to tell myself that it's okay. Um, but um, I also love to. I also start. I'm starting to get into yoga. Oh, okay. Which I never thought I would, but yoga um, helps a lot of yoga people. Yoga helps a lot. Yeah. Um, and so that's been fun as well. Um, I also um like weightlifting as well. I go to the gym with Riley and Mason. Ah. Um, and Do you so, eat mochi with the Riley yes. and Mason? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Because you I, like mochi. Okay. So Tell me your I remember Mason was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Shout out to her that like she eats like mochi and oh. goes for runs when she. She must like unwind, it. and I'm like, yes. running when you unwind, that's okay. Um, I was like, hey, teach his own, teach his own. Yeah, I was like, uh, running would be the last thing I'd be thinking of if I want to unwind, quote unquote. But like you said, I mean, that's how people get their, their stress off their back. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that like Trader Joe's is like the spot to go, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I have a part time job at Sprouts. Okay. So I love Sprouts. We'll oh always gosh. love Sprouts. Okay. But I never really shopped at Trader Joe's like that. I didn't realize. I thought it was just like like a Winco or like a Walmart. Like it's just any other store. It is not. No. And no. being sick and not being able to go where I work because, you know, you're calling in and whatnot. You know, like I have to go get it on my own. You know, my grandma's not, you know, she's declining health or whatever. She can't go out as much anymore, gotcha. and especially with COVID. You know, I'm kind of on my own, if you will. Yeah. So I go there yesterday to get, like, ginger shots and kombucha <gasps> yes. oh and just stuff gosh. like that. Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, yeah, mochi. I'm like, what's – so I asked him, I'm like, hey, like, what's mochi? I thought it was, like, a kimchi thing. I thought it was, like, cabbage. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's right here. It's, like, ice cream uh, yes. and, like, sweet rice dough. It's They're so good. So good. Are you so good? I, I I'm going there after this. Okay. Like I, I absolutely <laughs> like I don't think I bought enough. I was like, it's probably not the best thing when you're sick to eat right? like dairy. Right. But it's not like regular ice cream because it's smaller portions. Yes. You eat one or two, you're fine. Yes. You don't have to smack the whole box. If exactly. you do, that's like there's something going on. Yeah. But yeah, I was like Trader Joe's. That's so weird. But I, Mason was not lying. Trader Joe's is like a super good, Trader Joe's. also affordable, affordable, very which, affordable. Yeah, which I honestly I didn't think that it would be. Yeah, I mean, in, in very. college, in college, my boyfriend's girlfriend at the time, wife now, um, she would always um, 
go to Trader Joe's and shop there, and I'd, I'd always be like, oh, my gosh, Trader Joe's, I feel like it's a organic and, and right. fancy. And, Very and, healthy. And healthy. And, yeah. And, and it is. And and it, it is. But in my mind, thinking of all that, um, I thought, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so Money. expensive. <laughs> but it's, like, it's cheaper, I feel like, than, like, other places, too. Yes. Um, and it it's is. all And it's all good stuff. Uh, like a lot of organic stuff and and vegan and salads like and salads hummus and, and yeah, hummus it was really good. Like even the mandarin orange chicken. Yes. Oh my god, it's so good. It's like, are you kidding me? So this good. has been here my whole life, and they I'm like just a, now realizing it. I think it was uh, almond butter almonds. I don't know if you ever had those, but yes. almond butter almonds. It's yes. almonds with almond butter on yes. them. Like it's just it's so. It's just stuff that like I can't find anywhere else. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize Trader Joe's. Yeah. I lived 23 years without realizing Trader exactly. Joe's was this legit. So exactly. I'm hooked. I mean, I love Sprouts. Shout out to Sprouts. Yes. I don't really like Walmart and those kind of stores. Too many people. There's a lot going people. on. There's a, a lot, lot of weird on. shit. Yeah. It's it's you know like I, I'm trying to like diet, so like I'm not gonna go get Doritos and Coca Cola. Right. So yeah, shout out to Trader Joe's shout for out sure. To Trader Joe's. But no, uh, to answer your question. Mochi is phenomenal. Yes. So I just wanted to see if you. Oh no! I if you love ladies get down on Mochi. mochi. We definitely do. Let me tell you, absolutely. There's only two flavors, though, right? Vanilla no. and strawberry. No, 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 oh. no. Like, oh okay. my gosh, no. I'm new. Okay. It's okay. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. You're fine. I'm just saying, <laughs> there are so many different types of flavors. So freaking good. Like okay. Dark chocolate, uh, vanilla. Um, what is it? Like lemon and man- uh, mango. And oh wow! Like okay. So many different kinds but maybe not they're probably not all at trader joe's but gotcha gotcha um, okay but if you go out to like kobe or like other um other restaurants uh, like that um they would probably have a lot of the different ones so mango mochi mango mochi that sounds so phenomenal freaking good and the sweet rice dough like it, it's like it's sticky and sugary but it's not sugary yes it's not like super sweet and yes. then the ice cream there's not like a bunch of ice cream it's yes. so good like i also i love um gummies I love like sour yeah. gummies and gummy bears and whatnot, and so I feel like I'm getting like the best of both worlds because the dough I feel like is a little like chewy, kind of like a gummy in some sort, um, but uh, it's obviously not. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. So yes, mochi's yeah. mochi is amazing. They actually Mason and Riley actually got me some mochi's. Um, for my birthday dinner, which is awesome. That's awesome. The fact that they know me. They know yeah, me. They, they so know what you like. They know what I like. Yeah. So that's dope. But yes. I didn't realize also uh and, and then uh we'll wrap up the Trader Joe's talk. But I was like, the salads are so good. Like I had so freaking good. This morning I was like, I gotta feel like I feel like I have to stop somewhere. I'm like running a little late, whatever. And I remember I had like the uh uh kale salad, the organic Ooh, kale yes. with, with the chicken breast. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. I never had just like raw kale. I'll buy kale chips, yeah. but it was good yes. with the Caesar dressing. I'm like, yes. and it's affordable. So freaking it's good. It's affordable so and it's good, and I'm I'll go back probably today. Yes. Oh my gosh! And also, um, I don't know if you drink wine or not, but I do. Um, so they have the best like spreads for if you do like a wine night or whatever a wine boy night. You and Sam wine or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, that is fucking hysterical. <laughs> a wine boy night. I don't know. That, that, that'd be fun. You Anywho. know, Sam, Alex, Andrew, hit me up. Wine boy. Night. Let's do it. You guys do it. And then come back and let us know how it went. Oh my god. <laughs> Anywho, but they have like <clears throat> Trader Joe specifically has the best like goat cheese with um oh my gosh, it's like raspberry and goat cheese and like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like all of these yeah. cheeses that are so f- amazing. So I don't know. If you like wine, I'd go to Trader Joe's too, and I'll let you know what I get. Shout out to Trader Joe's. Shout, shout out to Sprouts because I guess I guess they compete. I didn't. That's another thing. I was like, wait, you guys Three. compete? I don't know how they're different stores, but I yeah. I don't. No one at Sprouts will be, you know, uh, 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 offended the right. fact that I like Trader Joe's. So right. whatever. But it's just yeah, a store. I was like, they're just stores. It's just a I just store. I never realized it. It's like a whole new world that you walk into. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's Absolutely. finish up with this. Okay. It's a question I ask everybody, okay. but it can always go in different directions. Okay. What comes next for Daisy in 2022? Ooh. So. Do you have any immediate plans? Are you, like Mason said, she's simply afraid of the summer because the fires. She said, that, that's my plan is to get through the summer. <laughs> After that, I have no idea. So do you have any plans to go anywhere? Do you have plans yeah. to do anything? Are you excited? Are you not excited? Yes. What do you think will happen? I I mean, I don't quite know what is in the works for me. Um, I would like to think that, you know, this fire season will not be as horrible as we're anticipating it to be. And, um, you know, we can enjoy it and whatnot. Um, but in terms of, like, my career and maybe what, will happen. I mean, now that I have some sort of experience, little experience, obviously at this moment, but with, uh, filling in for weather, I feel like maybe hopefully I might be able to fill in a little bit more, um, for like the primes and for daybreak and just get a little bit more of experience there and get more of, um, I don't know, more of those, uh, Things under my belt that would really make a journalist better. More qualities, I guess, per se. Um, I'd also love to anchor, to learn a little bit more to anchor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I just I just think it would be so fun. It would so, it'd be so amazing. Obviously, Dylan Brown, I he anchored um, the late shows, um, not yesterday, but Thursday. Or I got to anchor with him when I filled in for weather. And just the energy that he has and, like, how fun it is and it can be. Like, you know, it's, it's how you perceive it. It's how you deliver the news and, you know, um, present yourself. And so I feel like I'd have a lot of fun. I feel like I'm kind of a... I'd like to think an energetic, positive person for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'd have so much fun um, doing that. So, yeah, maybe learning a little bit more about that. Definitely um, getting more of the, the weather forecasting under my belt and really just grinding as uh, an MMJ, as a journalist. Um, I feel I'm nowhere near where I want to be at all whatsoever. That's a good thing, though. Whatsoever. I, I need to... I need to really step it up. Um, and so I'm hoping that this year will really um, be the year that I learn a little bit more about myself and hone down on, you know, me as a, as a journalist as well um, and see what would be next um, in my career. Um, I know off when we were taking a quick break, I kind of told you that, uh, or maybe we talked about it on here as well, um, but we're all under contract. Did I say that? I think I did say yeah. that on here. And so um, so I'm currently in my second year in my contract. In my, so I'm going to be really done with my contract January of 2023. So this is literally, I don't even know how many months I have left uh, to that. Ten. ten. <laughs> okay, uh, you no, are good with half, math. Something like that. I yeah. love it. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I essentially have probably like seven or six months to really think about what I'm going to do for my next step. Whether it's, you know, 
staying here, which I, you know, I don't know if the opportunity would come about and whatnot, um, or move somewhere else, move somewhere else and, um, you know, uh, find out who I am more as a journalist and learn about more about a community. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, life, life is always changing and life, you know, things can change with an instant. So, right. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I always ask this question. I always get the fact that it's like, I don't know. And I'm like, why do I even ask this question still? Like, I don't, because no one knows. No I don't even knows. know. But it's just yeah. something that I feel like it's a, it's a good little uh, trail off Absolutely. question. Absolutely. You know what what's in it? What's 2022 for, for Blake? I hope just to grow the podcast. Yeah. Honestly. Like, this is what I want to be the full time job. Mm. I like to be, uh, you know, just someone that, like, at this day and age, like, podcasts are, like, the new thing, it seems yes. like. And oh, it's absolutely. the future. And so uh, the the big deal, and I don't mind sharing it, but the big big goal is to get exclusive deal with Spotify. Like you can only oh you can only listen on Spotify. Okay. You can only find this on Spotify. Yeah. I get a shit ton of money from Spotify. Really? That's the goal. Yeah. So how do you go about that? If you don't want me asking. Uh, I guess just getting guests like you guys, you know, like reporters and like people that have names and have good reputations and okay. people that people want to hear from, and then. If they like me enough, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy's a good interviewer. Let's let's give him the job, you know. Cool. So cool. That, that's that's the goal. So right. we'll see. I'm still working at it. We're only 135 episodes in. It's been a long journey, but yeah. it's it's that's the whole thing is the journey. There is no destination. Absolutely. You know, so. What do you think has been, like, the biggest um, uh, thing that you've noticed for yourself or about yourself with doing podcasting within the last year or so? That it's about the guest, not me. That's the biggest thing. And okay. if you want to host a podcast that has guests, I mean, every podcast is different. Like, right. I love everyone from, like, Joe Rogan, who is guest-oriented, to, like, Full Send. Right. And th- I mean, those guys have guests, too, but their whole thing is you're tuning in for the Nelk Boys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you're tuning in for, for Bob and Kyle and right. everyone. So um, I've learned that if I really want to push the guest and I want you to tune in because Blake will ask good questions and get the most out of his guests. Absolutely. That it is more about them than me so Mm -hmm. that's what i've learned probably over the last year and also i've learned that uh i'm very i knew this but i'm very competitive like Mm -hmm. i'm like like stupidly competitive like i it's you gotta be you gotta be hungry you gotta be in the heat of battle i don't apologize you know and like i'm not here to hurt anyone's reputation or you know take anyone down but like i'm gonna have the best product you know what i mean like that's just end all be all and having that mentality is everything Everything. So I don't know. I know I, you know, we just kind of met and I, you know, I, I right. said it before and I will say it again. I think you have such a bright future Thank you. with whatever you want to do, whether hopefully it's this, you know, podcasting and, and, you know, getting that Spotify deal. That would be so awesome. It'd be dope. Would that like, would that take part of like a full-time job? If you do get a deal or I mean, I figure it'd be something like you got to do three or four podcasts a week, at least Mm -hmm. an hour long. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it'd be full time for me, but I'd be getting paid like it's five full time jobs. Hopefully. I don't know. I mean, and what the price looks like, I have no idea. I mean, I literally think I said to Anwar or someone Mm -hmm. that like if they were like, hey, a hundred grand a year, like I'm out, I'm gone. I'm gone. Bye. Like I never made more than thirty grand in a year. Sorry, so, Sprouts. So yeah, and I, I mean I love Sprouts. We'll always big Absolutely. them up. You know, like KRCR will always. You know, I grew up watching the news, so like always big up these places I'm at. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that you know the the podcast is the big goal. You know, mm-hmm. so 
that's just where I'm at with everything. And uh, awesome. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You Lake, know? I th- so. Like I said, I have a feeling. I have the vibe that you are going to do amazing things. I hope you know and the listeners know because I know I've been having to like adjust my mask the whole time. Like I'm very dedicated to this. Like I'm yes. literally getting over a cold. So I, yes. I just, that's a, also a big thing. Like I want people to just respect me. You don't mm-hmm. have to even like me or kiss my ass and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But as long as you like respect me and know that like I will get the job done. Yeah. That's all that matters yes. to me. So literally. So yeah, major props to you because I mean when I'm Thank sick, you. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do <laughs> anything. I don't want to get out of my, my apartment, my room, my safe space. And yeah. so the fact that you um were kind enough to even like tell me hey you know i'm you know i just got over a cold and whatnot and the fact that you even still wanted to be here i mean just shows how just driven you are to this and like i said i just i just can just feel that you are you're gonna do great you're very dedicated and you you have a very bright future i appreciate it I appreciate that. That's very sweet. Very of kind. Of Thank you, Daisy, for coming on. All right. Hope you had a good time. Thank Hope you come back. We'll I have some more stuff to talk time. about yes, at the absolutely. end of the summer for sure. Let's so. do it. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I'll be back here sometime next week, and I will see you guys later. Have a good day.